everybody we are back once again with another awesome guest for you guys to listen to um what's new kevin um god i couldn't tell you <laughs> god yeah. i'm so uninteresting today uh we're both kind of i'm we're, we're tired i'm more creative in the evening like if we did a podcast like seven at night i'd be like Dude, fucking knock knock jokes left and right. Yeah, dude, which but. I don't know. We we might start doing that. That might work better for everybody. But Just get a little, get a little, have a, get a little bit of wine. Get a little get, horny. Get a little weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, if you are new to listening to us, welcome. We appreciate you coming on and listening. Uh, what we do here, if you don't know, is we pretty much talk to people from all walks of life and just kind of get in their head a little bit and see what they're doing in the world and with their business or with whatever it is they're doing. And hopefully if you're new to this, you enjoy that. Yeah. And maybe you can use some of the tools that they have to do something productive in your life as well. Yeah. Other than what you're already doing, it's productive. We're not saying you're not productive already. Yeah, we are. No, was- <laughs> <laughs> do stuff. Okay. No. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah. So if you are listening to this right now, click the subscribe button or the follow button on whatever platform you're listening on and leave us a review that helps the podcast grow a lot. So we would much appreciate, I think Apple's the only one you can actually leave a review, but most of you listen on Apple from what I've seen. So leave us a review, tell us how much you love it. Tell us how much you hate it, whatever it is, just get, leave us a review and hit that follow or subscribe button and share it with people, you know, cause that also helps us a lot. Yes. Yes. And follow us, Follow us on social media because that's kind of where you can see some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, at Mission Prep Podcast, pretty much everywhere. Instagram's our biggest one we use, so yeah, follow Dude, us there. You know what I'm really excited for? What are you excited for? Either today or tomorrow, my order of steaks is coming in from Mountain Primal. Ooh, and I can't fucking wait. I got like the forty dollars ones too. Like that, the good steaks. I went bougie. Well, all their steaks are good, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, they're, I'm excited. Yeah, Mountain Mountain Primal Meats is one of our sponsors, so definitely go check them out. And if you like discounts, I mean, if you don't like discounts, you're probably a communist. Yeah, probably a little terrorist. But if you like discounts, you want to get 15% off your first order, you put in Mission Prep, one word at checkout, and they'll give you a discount. And get yourself some those good meats. Yeah, try out them uh, fuel sticks, too. Oh, the fuel sticks are my favorite. It's like... Eating a Slim Jim, but better, and doesn't give you heartburn or the shits. Yes, yes. And actually, their barbecue sauces <laughs> are so fucking good. I, I was eating them on my parents. They made a, made a roast the other day. Mm-hmm. I brought my barbecue sauce over, and I was dipping the roast in Dude, it. Dude, it's, it's fucking good. I dipped, I, and I'm, I'm one. I don't put sauce on steak, like ever. No. But I did use some of that. It was like the the Africano kick one, the oh, spicier okay. one, and I was dipping my steak in it. It was really good. But yeah, so go to mountainprimal.com and put our code in and that will get you a little discount and you can get some delicious food. Yeah. Uh, our, well, I guess we're doing sponsors, so let's do it. Our other sponsor is, this is only for you if you're in the Boise area, in the Idaho area, but it's uh, Amp Tree Works. Anything involving trees from cutting them down to maintaining them to all that good stuff, they are the company to go with. And they've helped support our podcast, so you guys need to help us support them. And if you give them a call, which right now I guess I could look up their phone number to tell you, and it'll all be in the show notes as well, 
but I'm going to give you their number because if you live in Boise and you want any tree works, tree works, tree work, then give them a call and tell them you heard about them from us. The number is 208-451. Nope, that is not the number. That's the old number. (laughs) The number is 208-860-3683. So yeah, call them, get your trees trimmed, get your hedges trimmed. I don't know if they do hedges, but yeah, I think they he, do everything. He, he has a legitimate, so he has a really nice hedge trimmer. Then he also has the extended hedge trimmer. So it goes up to like 14 feet with mm-hmm. a little hedge trimmer on the end of it. Really expensive. He's only, I think he's only had to use it once. So yeah. if you want your hedges trimmed with a brand new 14 foot hedge <laughs> trimmer, you got some big old hedges. You need to trim up the, the bush. Yeah. Then get a hold of Amp Tree Works. And like I said, tell him you heard about them from us and i think that's it oh i guess you can go buy a t-shirt from us if you want we could throw that out there yeah if you want to that's another way to support us it's shop.spreadshirt.com slash mission prep and go buy a shirt or hat or a coffee cup or something like that all right well i guess we'll get into the episode our guest today is alex alderman he runs iron infidel and we'll let him tell you all about what they do and who they are and who he is yep all right enjoy the episode Today, we have Alex Alderman. Um, he runs Iron Infidel, and we will let him tell you guys all about what that is, if you don't already know. So, if you don't mind, tell us kind of who you are, your background a little bit, and tell us a little about Iron Infidel. Of course. First of all, thank you guys for allowing me onto your podcast. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Alex Alderman. I'm a co-owner of Iron Infidel. We're a fitness brand. Uh, we create content on Instagram, YouTube, that's kind of just not just specific fitness oriented. I like to kind of capture everything, fitness, firearms, all the different hobbies I like to, to participate in, uh, prior police officer for 12 years, four years SWAT. And I'm just trying this, this new thing, trying to find a way as a, as a business owner. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long ago did iron infidel start? How long? Cause you've got a pretty good following on social media. Like how long did that take to build up? Yeah. So if you want, I can just kind of give you the reader's digest of how it all unfolded. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started an Instagram page, not iron infidel when I was on the SWAT team, our, my brother simultaneously created this brand. He's the founder of the brand iron infidel, and he's just not uh, interested in doing the social media thing, but I was doing quite well on my other profile. I got it up to like 20,000. So he reached out to me and, and asked if I could come and basically partner up with him on iron and take over that social media, which was in July of 2020. So just over a year, 13 months, um, I took over that Instagram and took it from 5,000 to, to 50, a little over 50,000. And we built the YouTube from nothing to 30,000 within the course of a year. But it's been, it's been challenging learning experience for sure. Wow. That's well, it is, you know, like we're, we're trying to do the same thing just with the podcast in general and our social media. Cause that helps promote it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a weird world to especially the social media end on like trying to figure out how to promote and how to get people aware of what you're yeah. doing. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and the one thing I I said from the get go was it's such a saturated market, right? Every business is on Instagram specifically, everything. And everybody's putting pictures of their product and 
really just blasting their product out there. I wanted to kind of take a different approach and take things that I learned from other people because I was a, what led me to get into social media was I was a consumer of social media. I, I watched YouTube. I didn't watch TV, you know, and I followed all of these guys and I wanted to create content that was worthwhile. It's not just promoting a product because in 2021, if you're creating a brand or a, I don't know, a podcast or whatever, it's, it's difficult to set yourself apart. So you got to kind of take a different angle about it. So that's what we've been trying to do is just take a, the angle that we will produce good content, quality content, whether it's entertaining or educational um, and infuse some of that branding in there. And so far it's been working. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, what you said, 50,000 followers on your Instagram, that's that you're doing something right. You got that many people paying attention to what you're doing, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm just winging it. Man. I don't really know what I'm doing. Well, yeah. I mean, usually, you know, you see big businesses maybe are at that level or people just show their buttholes, right? That's, that's about <laughs> it. Like, and you're not doing that. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's I, I got close. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're about to start and grow our following. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, it's a weird world. Like Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Like we have a social media page, uh, every social media out there pretty much. We have one for this podcast and mm-hmm. trying to figure out, cause they all work a little different too, which is kind of weird. Um, I'm most comfortable with like Instagram just cause it's, I don't know, it's more user friendly, I think, but it's, uh, it's, it's weird. Cause you know, you'll see a spike numbers will go up and then all of a sudden it'll just like plateau for a while. It's like, okay, what are we doing wrong? How, and you, that's a lot of time and energy you got to put into something that really doesn't matter that much. You know what I mean? Social media, right. it's, it's fuck. We've talked about that a lot in here. It's not real. Right. And exactly. I think <clears throat> that kind of helps with what you're doing being real on social media, showing what you guys are doing. And that Mm -hmm. helps a ton, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Social media. It's a, like you mentioned, every platform is different and learning the intricacies of every platform, you know, takes time in and of itself. YouTube, it is a whole different animal than Instagram and Instagram is a whole different animal animal than TikTok, which we started yesterday. So mm-hmm. now I have to learn that. You better start you know? dancing. <laughs> I know, right? I need to learn that. Learn, like I said, show the butthole. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, everything's different, so you have to really learn what that audience, what content that audience appreciates, and then cater your content towards that. Because from what I've found, maybe you guys have had a different experience, but the YouTube audience doesn't translate to an Instagram audience. Mm-mm. And, you know, vice versa, it doesn't. Those are our pretty much unique audiences. Everyone kind of has their one platform. Yeah. Well, it's it's the same also, like, when it comes to just the podcast in general. You have the just the pure audio downloads, you know, Spotify, Apple, all that, mm-hmm. versus we do put this up on YouTube, and the numbers just don't match at all. Like, mm-hmm. our, our views on YouTube are getting sometimes seven views, sometimes 30 views, sometimes 300 mm-hmm. views. It just depends on who the guest is. But our just audio platform, it's pretty consistent and it keeps growing and going, going the direction we want it to go, but it's by far bigger than our YouTube. And I think that's also cause I think video quality matters on YouTube, obviously. And we, mm-hmm. we, we have an okay camera, but it's not the best. We have one camera, not multiple angles, all that. So I know that matters. It's more appealing to the eye, but yeah. then we've released a couple of these podcasts last two had no video. We just did the audio and put a picture up. And they got more views than the one before that had a video. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know hard. how to work this. Yeah, it's it's hard to predict. Um, and you've probably found that you, although you've grown one platform, when you try and funnel them over to the other platform, it just isn't successful. Uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's a weird deal. Um, and I mean, especially with a thing like a podcast. I mean, 
that's how you succeed is have people listening and watching. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you want it to happen. But like I said, putting all that attention into something like social media, it's like, man, I wish I could just hire somebody to do that. You and, <laughs> so, me, you and me both. So we <laughs> could just concentrate on this part of it. Cause this is the important part, you know, we're getting the real conversation yeah. out there, but yeah, yeah, it's a crazy thing. So I guess let's go back about your, your, uh, background in SWAT. How long have you been an officer? All that good stuff. So, I joined law enforcement when I was 20, turned 21 on graduation day. I'm 33 now. Uh, went through a few departments, ultimately landed at my last department in 2015. And I spent from 2015 to uh, July of 2020 there, for, spent four of that on a SWAT team. So basically my whole adult life until I recently went, switched from full-time to reserve so I could pursue this business, which I'm still a reserve now, but as a reserve, you don't really... They, they don't allow you to be on the SWAT team anymore. Gotcha. And is there <clears throat> any rules like with your departments that you've worked with on what you're allowed to put out there, like on social media and stuff like that? Cause mm-hmm. I know some departments have, some, we've, we have a couple good friends that are officers here where we live. And we asked one of them like, Hey, we want to get you on. Let's like, this was back during the heat of all, all the stuff that went on last year with officers and all that. And we're like, we want to talk to some good cops. Like let's let people hear them. And, and she's like, I can't, I can't do it. I, I tried to get permission. It's not happening. Yeah. And every department's different. I mean, every department has different policies and every department enforces them differently. My department, when I started my first in- Instagram page, uh, they, when they found out, because I think they found out early on, but you know, kind of just, they liked me. So they kind of swept it under the rug when I had very low following, but then when it started growing to, you know, into the thousands, they tried to put a kibosh to it, made me take down all the content, um, which kind of decimated the profile at the time, but we were able to kind of adapt and, and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it is difficult when you are active law enforcement, there's, there's policies and rules that you can't, you know, talk about certain things and really just social media in general is frowned upon, not only from command staff, but also just the guys you're around. You know how it is when you're around a bunch of guys and you're putting out social media content there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, giving their opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is kind of odd. Like, <clears throat> especially something like a podcast where we get pretty fucking personal sometimes. And we've talked about this on here and off of Mike, how there's people in our real life that listen to this, and it's like, man, do I really want them knowing that? Because yeah. it, it's a little different when it's all these people that listen that don't know us. Because they're not going. What are they going? I don't see them. They're not going to say anything to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We've 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 had I've had a lot of support from even people I know in the real world that listen to every episode we do. And, but it is, it does make you think about what you say a little bit. Um, especially like, I know like my boss could hear this or whatever, you know, from my, yeah. my day job. It's, and I, it's odd. I think it's the hardest thing to overcome with social media is everybody that I know is going to be listening to this. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, whatever their preconceived opinions of you are before, when they're watching all this content that you're creating, that could completely change. And they're going to could be judging you. At least that's a thought process that I kind of had. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think everybody kind of has that insecurity, especially when you first get, get started. Uh, but then as time passes, it kind of just subsides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, with, <clears throat> with social media in general, it's really hard to, you know, like obviously you, you've done really well at it, but it's hard, hard to kind of appeal to everybody. But so it's like, you have to realize you can't just appeal to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. some people really like that vulgar aesthetic 
you know, realm where it's just like, it's nothing was really real. It's just all the aesthetic and it's not, nothing's deep, you know? And then it's like, well, if we're going to apply, you know, some sort of fitness towards people, how can we do this? We're not making people feel envious or like shit. You know what I mean? Like, Hey motherfucker, were you being lazy today? Here's what we're doing. You know? And like, we're all <laughs> right. jacked and tan and got fucking veins on our asses. Right. Like, <laughs> like it's like, how can we be approachable and be inspiring for people and be like, Hey, we suffer every day too, but we got to get up and we got to pick the fucking hammer up. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's really important to not just be that vulgar aesthetic, but be more of the ethical driving force, you know, like we're yeah. just like everybody else, everybody else has to start, everybody has to start somewhere and, you know, you know, just to inspire people and be real with them, you know, just being real is the most cool thing you can do. Just being genuine versus being completely fake on there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I honestly, I've gone through your page and it, it seems a lot more genuine, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not being a bunch of bros throwing shit in people's faces, you know? Well, and even a little bit of that's okay. But if that's if it's all somebody's doing, that's going to turn off most people, I think. Right, right. Yeah, I think social media, I mean, people are smart enough to recognize when somebody's being fake or it's all a facade. And, you know, there's kind of two ways to, to approach social media is to do it that way, um, where everything's pretty, you hide all of your flaws, hide everything that goes wrong. Uh, or you could just be honest about it, you know, honest about your background, honest about your skill set, honest about your fitness level, whatever it is that you're Absolutely. trying to, yeah. you know, push onto the, onto the viewer. And I think that's appreciated the most. Uh, yeah. I just think that's, that's what people like mm-hmm. at least the majority of them. You're not going to appeal to everybody. <clears throat> no. Yeah, and yeah. I also think like what you're doing, having a page like you have is super important for people. Like this is another thing we've talked about a lot. Like myself, I've been a fat guy my whole life seeing a page like yours where guys are in there getting after it, kicking ass. It's like, okay, that's motivation right there. That makes me mm-hmm. want to go and do something. And there's a lot of people out there who maybe in their real life don't have, have anybody to show them, you know, this is what you can do to maybe be successful, to be more fit, to be more active. And then they can go on Instagram, find your page and see, look at these guys kicking ass. Maybe if I do something they're doing, that'll lead me in the right direction and the motivation part. And there's, there's a lot of motivational fitness Instagram pages. Some of those guys are complete jackasses. If you ask me just the way they put it out there, like you, <laughs> like the disingenuine, like you were just talking about, but then you get like what you guys are doing. It's real world stuff. You know, you guys, yeah. are, you guys are grappling, you're shooting, you're, you're lifting, you're doing real life stuff. And it's not all about like, look how big my biceps are, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the way I look at it is like this. And I look at the, at it like this for pretty much anything. I'm not competing against anybody else and and the viewers shouldn't be competing against anybody else or me. It's compete against yourself. Try and be a better version yep. of yourself. You know, and I go on there and get my ass kicked by by Daniel Serafian all the time. I'm never going to beat that guy in a fight, and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I, I put it up there cuz it's real. Like, you know, I'll go mm-hmm. in there and and train with him and lose and I'm not near on his level. But that's honest, it's genuine and I'm just personally trying to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of areas I need to grow. I'm not the fittest guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly, certainly not the best shooter, certainly not the best fighter. Um, but that's kind of just the approach we're taking to it, you know, go and just be find ways to improve yourself. Yeah. I, I think it's like a, it's been a very modern way of being like Jack of all trades. You're just like a Renaissance man. Like we have to yeah. problem solve our way through jujitsu, right. Or, <clears throat> or striking or, uh, how to learn firearms. Cause a lot of people, you know, it's hard. You have to understand a lot of people 
you know, are coming from maybe areas where they grew up because their parents hated guns, you know, mm-hmm. when you should just not hate anybody, but dislike people who handle guns poorly. Right. There's nothing right. wrong with the gun. It's the fucking people. It always has been the yeah. people, you know, fix the individual and then you fix people behind guns. Right. Right. But we don't want to fix the individuals cause that takes hard work. And Oh my God, if we told people the hard truth that they're lazy and they lack morals and ethics and we have to fix them, that's hard. So let's just say yeah. guns are bad. Right. Like, right. but it's nice to be this Renaissance man of shooting, you know, fighting, working out, uh, putting your mind and using those skills in those, um, in a hard work you put into that, into other things. Like, man, if I put this amount of effort into, you know, working on my house or my vehicle, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay someone else to do it. It's just, I have to sit down and learn this know-how and build myself up, you know? So yep. it applies to everything. Like everything you guys do applies to everything else. Um, and I think people recognizing that will make their whole lives better, you know? Um, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely. And I, I love, I love the word Renaissance man that she used there because that's really the approach I try to take to it. Um, to be the best in the world at anything or the top 1%, you have to dedicate your entire life to that. But when you dedicate your entire life to one thing, it comes at the expense of other things. Absolutely. Right? So there's, you can be better than 95% of people with a certain amount of effort, but to be better than that extra 5%, that takes a whole lot more time. Mm-hmm. What's your, for me, I'm not a competition shooter. I'm not a competition lifter. I would rather take that time to get good at other things. Mm-hmm. So I could be pro- proficient in multiple areas. Yeah. I'm not going to be the best at anything, but I'm not trying to be a competitive shooter or lifter. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to do things to make myself better for everyday life. Yeah, kind of a jack of all trades. And I think that's an important quality in a person is being able to kind of adjust and adapt and kind of take on anything that's thrown at you, Um, Mm -hmm. whether that's a fight or if you're going out shooting or if it's being a good dad. Like there's a lot of things in life. And if and I'm I'm sure none of us are the best dad in the world, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure we all try our fucking best to be that. Like you told me, you have to get your kid to a class after this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I get that because I'm a dad and it's, that's something with this podcast we've tried to, and I'm sure you see this with putting as much energy as you do into what you're doing, trying to balance the family and oh, yeah. and what you're doing, you're trying to build something. And mm-hmm. we, we've, that's been a battle for both of us. You know, we're trying to, you know, give, give your wife what she needs, give the kids what they need and, and then also be successful at what we're trying to build here. And I think that takes a person who can kind of do a little bit of everything and be okay at a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, 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 I, I, yeah, exactly. Fuck me. Fuck me right in my asshole, dude. I'm just getting all <laughs> discombobulated over here. So, um, no, but like, it's true because how often are you going to run into somebody else who is in your 95th percentile? Who's going to put conflict in your life? Not very often because it's someone who shares right. the same moral values, ethics, and humility that you have. So they're not going to look at you like, hey, bro, what's up? And start fucking fucking with you. That's going to be someone yeah. who also carries himself to respect. So mm-hmm. we're okay by being in the you know 85th, 95th percentile by being a jack of all trades because we're only going to deal with people who are not proficient in life in general when right. we have to use those things. So it's really okay. Yeah. Just kind yeah. of agreeing with you here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and kind of touching back on the, on the family life thing, that's so important. And, and like you mentioned, it's super difficult. You have to be really, really good at time management um, and yep. prior, prioritizing things, right? You, I try and 
prioritize things in a certain way I want to accomplish them in the day. And some things I just don't accomplish, uh, but that's just going to happen because yeah. prioritizing family, prioritizing certain things, you know, working out, shooting, whatever, but family, it's, it's a challenge. I've had to adapt and learn over the last year, how to maintain that balance. And I'm still learning. It's, it's a tough challenge. It, it is. We've, like I said, we've been doing that because we've been at this podcast almost a year now. Next mm-hmm. month will be a year. And in the beginning, it kind of started as like, eh, we're going out in my garage. We have someone coming over that's a buddy. We'll try. And then it's kind of evolved and it's gotten a little more serious, I guess is the word for it, where mm-hmm. we're trying to be more professional with it, stuff like that. But that takes more time. And mm-hmm. when you have a family that's, you know, on a Sunday waiting on you to do things you should be doing with a family on a Sunday, that can mm-hmm. be a challenge. But also, I think communication is big, it's huge. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, time management. I have an app on my phone that my whole family has a calendar and I put in when I have a podcast, stuff like that. Yeah. And I think communication's huge and just the balance, managing time. And I'm always, I've asked a few of our guests, like, how do you, especially guys that are way busier than I am, like, how do mm-hmm. you manage all your time to, to be everything you need to be? That's an interesting thing to me. It is honestly is simple. People convolute things to, I think, sell something to people sometimes. You know, like buy my package and I'll get you, I'll teach you how to do everything, get you motivated and all this sort of shit. Like, no, sometimes the old simple way of having a calendar or a notebook and listing your shit out works. Like that's, um, was it two weeks? I start my, I'm a senior in college right now. Start my senior, um, you know, uh, semester and I have two kids. We don't have the majority of the time. And okay, I'm getting an archery and I still have to make time to go shoot with one of her friends and I got to work out and, you know, cook and clean the house. Like there's a lot I got to do, but it's mm-hmm. all going to happen, but it's mm-hmm. only going to happen if I write it down. And that's not for mm-hmm. everybody maybe, but for I say the well, majority, majority of people, including myself, it's writing a list down with times mm-hmm. and dates. And if you miss those hard times a little bit, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. But I think it's about getting close to those. And if you miss one at the end of the day, that's okay. We still hit 90% of this. I'd say if you had an 85, 15% rule, you're probably okay on your calendar, hitting the things you think you need or want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have to convolute anything. I think a calendar or a written list and the way you like to, you know, write it out versus sticking to abiding to the calendar is a very proficient way of getting these tasks done. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's right there in front of your face. There's no dodging it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of touch on what you said about people, just trying to sell shit. It's like, that's, that's 75% of what you hear or you see online is people trying to just sell you some BS. I mean, and I'll kind of relate it to our business. We sell fitness products, but they aren't going to do a damn thing for you unless you're putting in work. Like (laughs) there's no secret recipe. Our, our bands aren't going to do a damn thing if you're working out once a week, Mm. you know? So it's, it's actually going and accomplishing those tasks. And I do think putting them on paper is a, very efficient way of doing that because it's mm-hmm. it can be too easy to just let time pass and let time slip. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And with the bands too. Sorry, not to like digress too much, but uh, so I do a lot of band work as well, and I've done mm-hmm. it all for um, for various reasons. So what's what got you guys really behind the the amount of extensive band work you do? Because bands are they're just so versatile, and. I've always lived a super busy life in law enforcement and SWAT. You just never like 
you never have a real set schedule um, to go and go to the gym, and especially when you include kids in that or, or your wife trying to do things with the family. So there's never a dedicated time to go to the gym for majority of my adult life. And bands are great because you can just take them with you anywhere. Um, and you can still get some resistance training with them. It's, it's not going to be the equivalent of deadlifting 400 pounds, but you can get some resistance beyond just your body weight, which is why I like them so much. And I've also spent, I started working out when I was 16, I'm 33 now. So over half my life working out and the majority of that, I was doing it the wrong way. Uh, and I did damage to my joints for years of just lack of proper stretching, lack of, um, recovery work and bands are great for that too. So I, I realized I got to do something different because I can barely move my arm above my head now. And I'm only in my you know late twenties. I got a problem here. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what bands are, are good for as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> the amount of officers I've trained with or trained, it, you see that is a huge moniker of their lifting style is they can't get their arms above their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, you have to get, when you're stuck in a patrol car in your vest, I mean, you're, your erectors and everything else can only really support weight in a neutral position for so long before they're fatigued and then you're rounded over and then you have lordosis mm-hmm. in your spine and then you're stuck mm-hmm. in that position. And so it's like getting a lot of guys like that, you know, good overhead. It's like, Oh, how do I fix this? Should I put more load on them or do we do a, a variety of banded work and mobility positions until yes. they can do that and banded work, like you said, less resistance, you know, you're not going to overload mm-hmm. the joints and your discs with bands, you know? Yeah. Um, unless you find some like, I don't know, six inch fucking monster band or something, but <laughs> you're trying to like do good mornings with it. But you know, and I've, I've noticed even for myself, cause on and off, cause I started in weightlifting and then in, you know, like snatch clean and jerk in the CrossFit. And mm-hmm. I think CrossFit gyms are coming around now, but for a long time they neglected so much chest work. You know, your extensors are always overloaded doing snatches, cleans, deadlifts, squats, everything. Mm-hmm and notoriously neglected working on your chest. And if you just mm. threw in three times a week banded work from various positions, whether it's, you know, uh, um, flies drive, um, going into the incline and decline with just bands, like you can over, you can correct a lot of the issues we have with those, uh, a T spine being overloaded and having a lot of spasming going on in the muscles. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, bands was my way out of that. Having a lot of back yeah. issues because my chest wasn't strong enough to, con- to compensate I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to put any more load than I'm already doing. So it was just a ton yeah. of banded work. It's like, fuck, this really works. And I actually learned that from a, a West Side Barbell. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, they're all about bands. I was like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. Shit. I think I think uh, people who aren't that into fitness maybe don't know much about bands, but they're kind of starting to come around. They're st- kind of starting to catch on with, to the public how useful they are. But at first, you know, if you're 22 and you see bands, you think some soccer mom doing, doing Pilates or whatever, Yeah. but there's, there's a ton of application, everything you just said, and you can use them in conjunction with weights. If you want to, if you want to, you know, provide more overload to the bar and you only have a certain amount of weights, you could do that with bands. Um, but they're just great, but I completely agree with you as you get older and you get more mature and your ego kind of evaporates, you learn that who cares about how much you're putting up on a deadlift or a squat or whatever. I mean, great. You want to get stronger, but that's not the end all be all and doing these different movements to keep you mobile and to keep the longevity of your ability to lift or longevity of your, you know, mobility. 
you got to do other work. There's different things you could do. It's not just bands. I mean, I know a guy who's 50 years old, SWAT team, been doing it his whole life, jacked, and he does exclusively yoga. Wow. And if you would have told me when I was 25 to do yoga, I would have laughed at you. But now <laughs> I'm considering yoga. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So there's a, there's a lot of different things you could do. Yeah, yeah. Yoga's yeah, it's got a bad rep because of just yeah that cultural stigma thing but it is really mm -hmm. cool dad did a ton of hot yoga because to me i same thing though it was in my 20s and when i got into yoga a lot i was like well i don't want to go sit and this is gonna be like stupid so it's like i'll do go hot yoga because at least it's a challenge i need a challenge right because it's like 180,000 degrees in there <laughs> um and everyone's in bikinis so that's not bad but uh dude it was super challenging and um it helped me in a lot of ways, you know, and not the first few didn't because I was overstretching because you get so warm, you ended up overstretching and it's not good. But, uh, after I kind of toned it down a little bit, super beneficial. Um, and it makes you strong as fuck. It makes your core and your, you know, just in your ass strong. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, I think people just need to get over being uncomfortable, just be a little bit vulnerable and go do some yoga. You know, it's no, definitely cool. Yeah, put yourself in uncomfortable positions that it goes for anything in life. That's the best way to grow. Right. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, so when, now that you're, you said you're reserves, how does, how does that work? Like how often do you have to go do your thing? So reserves, you, you have to go 20 hours a month. So it's two shifts a month, or you could break it up to four or five hour shifts, whatever you want to do. You just go in, take a car and you run a beat. It depends what level of reserve you are. Um, I forget the specific breakdown in California, what we have, but I'm like the basically full sworn powers and never relinquished those when I went from full time to reserve. Mm. So I go work a beat for, for five hours or for a full shift, whatever I want to do, get my mandated hours. You got to go qual with the firearm. You got to do DTAC, all that standard training stuff, unpaid, but it, it helps uh, kind of keep you sharp, which I like. I, I don't want to lose that and you can lose it quickly. Mm. And, and uh, also help keep a concealed carry permit in California, which is nice. Um, but I'm not quite sure how long, much longer I'm going to be doing that. I'm moving from California to Arizona. So I'll have to start taking trips out to California to at least a couple times a month to keep doing that. So I'll have to kind of figure out if I can, again, balance the time to make that happen. Gotcha. Is it a business move? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I have no real family in California anymore. I don't like the politics in California. I don't have a job tying me down in California anymore. So I had a conversation with my wife. It's, it's you know, we've always wanted to move for the last 10 years. We've been discussing moving, but there's always something that ties you down. Mm -hmm. So ulti ultimately we decided her, her parents live in Arizona and we struggle with childcare because she's uh, believe it or not, she's the camera person for this business. Okay. Oh, cool. So when we're, yeah, whenever we go make videos or take pictures, we got to find childcare and, figure out how to do that, which can mm -hmm. be challenging and kind of be a hindrance to our ability to produce whatever we need to produce. So go out there uh, and we'll have closer childcare and there's desert all around land we could buy mm -hmm. to produce content, things like that. But I'll still have to make trips out to California because I have a lot of connections out here. I've tried to expand this brand beyond just, you know, me, Alex, I, I want guys like Daniel Serafian to be equally a part of the profile, Matt, uh, former green beret the operational athlete equal parts of the profile so i'll be having to make trips out to la and things like that to maintain those connections mm. is are you are you from california yeah born and raised yeah 
born born and raised unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately I, I, there, there's good and bad just like anywhere i think we have yeah. we have family my wife's family's from california i love to go down there and visit i i, I like that fast they're in the la area fast-paced mm-hmm. lifestyle but i only like it for a little bit of time and yeah coming from idaho we're both born and raised in idaho man it's a totally different world and where we live is growing because everybody from there's moving here now but it's i don't know i see the good and bad like you know some people like you said don't like the politics some people don't like that fast-paced lifestyle the traffic all that stuff so it's like you know you can move you can you can go where you're going to be comfortable and that's kind of the beauty of it you know unfortunately a lot of those people are coming here (laughs) yeah 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 um a lot of Californians are moving out and, and going to Arizona, going to Idaho, yeah. specifically Idaho. Yeah. I've heard just specifically Idaho. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's a good place to live. I, I don't blame them. I mean, it's there's a reason I, I stayed here. It's yeah, it's a great as place to as, live. As long as they don't bring their politics with them, yeah. then it's totally good to go. Yeah, it's, right. it's you know, I think, I think having different politics and different points of views is important. Um, and but that's why there is places like California that have one way of politics. There's places like Idaho or other, you know, more red states, I guess, that are different than California. And I think that's cool. I think they should each kind of stay the way. And if you fit into that, that, those political beliefs, why not live in one of those places? You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But right, and it's not about necessarily assimilation because it's not like everybody, everything we believe here is perfect, right? And exactly. Nothing ever is. Mm-hmm. It's so it's not really about assimilation. It's just about finding common ground. You know, because we like a certain way of life, and if you disagree with that or you hate guns because you don't understand it's a fucking people problem, like, have some introspection here. Is everybody else mm-hmm. the problem or are you the problem because your your perspective is incorrect? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of that here already. It's like, to stop talking about coming here or stop moving here if you don't get the concept, you know, mm-hmm. um, or if you don't know how to fucking kill a beehive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry it's a, that it's was sorry. an inside inside baseball there no uh <laughs> no but in like if you're leaving somewhere because of the politics if that's what's pushing somebody out then i don't understand why you'd go somewhere and then try and bring those that those beliefs with you but then again who knows maybe somebody really likes the politics but they just like idaho so it's like oh fuck it well, that, bring your politics in if that's what you like and that's what's been enticing. Each their own that's what's been enticing too is you can sell a you know, a 1958 three bedroom house there and come here and buy a million dollar house in cash and two vehicles. Mm. So it's like maybe some, for a lot of people, it's not really about the politics or way of life, or it's just about the way of life. Mm-hmm. Like I want these, these aesthetics. I want these material things because I can do mm-hmm. that. It's like, and I get that because we all want to better ourselves in our lives. We want to be in a better place. So I totally respect that. I, you know, I can, you know, empathize with that, but please, it's like, just try to, see it from our point of view you mm-hmm. know um because there's a lot of good at good people here and we're not all stupid well, there's there's good people everywhere you know there's yeah there's good people in california there's good people well, in arizona yeah. There's, and yeah yeah i think i think uh a lot of the times we we kind of have a divided mindset right yeah. i think everybody from idaho i would assume that somebody who is a more left-leaning poli- politics i think everybody from idaho is a, a you know right wing whatever mm-hmm. right and then, and then people on the right think everybody from California is the on the far left. It's just not the case. I think no. there's, like you said, there's good people everywhere. Yeah. Most of the time, most things we we agree upon. There are certain things that we don't agree upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with what you're saying that that financially, 
being able to sell your house in California with a million dollars and go out to Idaho, that is probably a major determining oh, incentive for a lot of people. For sure. For sure. And we, we see that a lot. Like the subdivision we live in, we both, we live in the same neighborhood. We have a lot of people from out of state that have moved here and the houses in the subdivision are ex- fucking expensive, especially if you're from Idaho and mm-hmm. people can move here from somewhere like California and pretty much pay off the house and still have money left over. And I don't blame them for doing that. I'd do it too if I was them, probably. No, dude. If I was like, man, I'm just going to go to move to Missoula, Montana tomorrow, I could do the same shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I get it. But yeah, and like like you were just saying, a lot of us, we've pushed that on here so many times. We all have more, so much more in common than, mm-hmm. than people paint it out to be. And that's mm-hmm. whether you're liberal or you're conservative or whatever. I mean, well, you can find common ground somewhere with people and... We, I have friends on both sides of the political spectrum. I have family on both sides of the political spectrum, and I love them all. You know, it's like you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's kind of dying down now that the elections and all that have passed. But like when people center their whole personality around a fucking politician, and it's like that's everything is my favorite poll. It's like fuck all the politicians. Like why is that mm-hmm. your whole personality? There's way more important shit in life than who you think should be sitting in a fucking building in Washington D.C. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 90% everybody agrees upon. There's the 10% of things that we disagree upon, yeah. but that 10% is what's highlighted the most. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that 10%, I think most of us can sit down and have a conversation with somebody who disagrees with us and it's, it can be a pleasant conversation. Yeah. It, what what's actually makes it harder for everybody is when you don't have the conversation. Yeah. If you're going to be neurotic and just be like, Oh, I hate that motherfucker. Like say you're like in an event or something. If you don't go talk to people, you're just going to propagate that. Go up to someone you think is different and shake their hand. Like, how's it going, dude? Like, mm-hmm. that literally is breaking down those barriers. Yeah. Uh, those mm-hmm. neurotic barriers of, oh, they're different, we're different. Like, no. Go say hi to that person, you know. Um, yeah. Just be a human being, you know. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, so I guess, because I know you got places to go, we can wrap this up soon. Um, so what are, like, your future plans with Iron Infidel? What's What's in the in the forecast for you guys you know well we're going to stay our lane which is fitness as far as our product line we're going to be expanding the products um my job specifically is market the marketing arm of it so i handle all of that stuff for future plans uh, i plan on expanding the team so we're bringing on daniel serafian who's a former ufc fighter uh the operational athlete, former Green Beret, and we got somebody else who's going to be more involved in the content creation. Mm. Like I said, mentioned before, I, I don't want this to be just me. It's not mm-hmm. the Alex show. I want more people involved that have different skill sets that can provide different information to people that I don't and I can't provide. Um, so diversifying it in that way, I think will help. Um, and then just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, man. Like I said, yeah. we're, we're new at this. We established in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, so not exactly experts by any means. Uh, but keep pushing forward and, and hopefully it keeps growing. Hopefully it keeps being successful and see where it goes. We've developed a lot of great relationships with a gr- lot of great brands. Uh, Howitzer clothing. I, I love those guys. They I know the owner and know the, the CEO super, super pro LE first responder military clothing brand that we're, we've been working with a lot lately. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, and we have some cool products coming up that I just can't, can't quite talk about yet, uh, <laughs> but they're pretty cool. I mean, they're not like groundbreaking or anything. They're not going to change your life, but they're just pretty cool. Well, like I said a while ago, you guys are, you're doing something right. I mean that like social media doesn't mean everything, but it does mean something when you have a following, like you guys are growing 
Mm-hmm. It means you're doing something right. People are paying attention. And so that's that's really cool to see. And I mean, I'll be honest, I'm fairly new to to following you guys. Um mm-hmm. and which is good for you because that means more people are paying attention, right? Yeah, absolutely. But more. just following you guys for the past few months or whatever it's been to see see what you're doing and see you guys grow. It's yeah, I like to see that. And I, and then after talking to you, like seem like a good dude. That's a thing on this podcast. Is these good, good fucking people. And I like to see good people succeed. Yeah. And it's, and it's only a lot of people are paying attention because we're also in this kind of wave. And I hope it's not just like a, a period wave. I hope it kind of keeps on going. Like where people are like, I really need to want to get in self-defense with firearms. Oh, when with mm-hmm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I want to get into, you know, uh, I need to get more fit, you know, because COVID kicked my ass or, or whatever it is. Like, a lot of people are simultaneously looking in all these realms, and you guys are doing all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, people have a hub to go to to get access to information from a few of these things mm-hmm. and supplements if they need to add to that um, and good personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said earlier, basically, the way you guys present yourself isn't a toxic personality at all. So I think it's also a, a good niche to have because that's three of the biggest things people are getting into right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fitness and self defense Mm -hmm. and looking at their diets and the way of life, you know? Um, So yeah, I don't see it going back down unless people all of a sudden start hating all those things, but (laughs) you know, like fuck fitness, man. Like (laughs) (laughs) who needs it? it? Now? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think they're all equally as important as one another and you don't have to be the best at anything right? You just have to be better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the mindset that I have or be better, go to bed better than, better than you were when you woke up. Uh, and whether it's as a father, as a, as a, you know, your fitness level or a fighter or a shooter or whatever, find a way to improve uh, in whatever you're doing and, and you're, you're heading in the right direction. And that's all that matters. Who cares what your next door neighbor is doing? Who cares what me or anybody on the internet's doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can find ways to improve yourself, then you're, then you're on the right track. Absolutely. So if we can help you do that in any way that we can, then that's a win for me. It makes makes all the time and effort worth it. Perfect. Um, go ahead and let our listeners know where can they find everything you guys are doing. Yeah. So we our website where we sell our merchandise um, is ironinfidel.com. Super simple. And we have a, a YouTube profile, which is Iron Space Infidel. And then our Instagram is iron underscore infidel underscore we just started TikTok. We got one. We got one follower on TikTok. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll, so, I'll follow you with our TikTok. We have one too. <laughs> sweet. Put out our first video yesterday. Uh, so TikTok is same. Iron underscore infidel underscore. See if you can be the second follower on our on our. Hell yeah! I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Um, and I'll I'll put links to to all your guys' stuff in the in the show notes for this, so people can go find it. Yeah, easily and. Appreciate yeah. that. And I'm not even joking right now. I'm opening TikTok to to follow you guys. Um, <laughs> the ticks. But yeah, dude, we we appreciate you coming on. The, I'm I'm glad we made this happen, and it's kind of been in the works for a couple months, but we got it we got it done. No, absolutely. The pleasure really is mine that you guys would even consider having me on your. I want you got going on. I love what you guys have going on. I love that you're bringing on good dudes. Um, the theme of the theme of the podcast. I, I appreciate it. You guys are going going places for sure. Well, we appreciate, appreciate that for sure. It.